In 2010, I co-founded a company called Startup Grind with one goal, inspiring, educating, and connecting every entrepreneur on the planet. Today, Startup Grind is now in 125 countries and has millions of members. Along the way, I found the most powerful marketing tool of all time, customer-to-customer marketing. C2C marketing empowers your greatest ambassadors, your customers, to evangelize your brand and grow your community. This is a podcast we wish we'd had when we started building our community a decade ago. Each episode, we talk to the brightest minds and companies on the planet to learn how they build their community and empower their customers. I'm your host, Derek Anderson, and this is the C2C Podcast. I'm excited to have our next guest, Sal Lucatero, who is Community Events Coordinator at Bitwise Industries, a tech ecosystem that helps build community around technology in underdog cities. At Bitwise, he oversees community events at their campus in Fresno, California, and a growing calendar of virtual events. On today's episode, we'll cover the unique challenges of building community in a virtual world, Sal's experience facilitating community events for outside groups, and how he views community in general. Take a listen. Sal, tell us what Bitwise Industries is and what you do in your role there. So Bitwise Industries is a tech ecosystem. Um, We create a community for technologists in underdog cities. Um, We were founded back in 2013 in Fresno, California by Jake Soberall and Irma Olguin, who co-founded Bitwise, not really knowing where it was going to go, but knowing that um, we needed a space in Fresno for technologists to feel supported, to feel connected, to feel like they had a place where they belonged. And it started with a co-working space. It led to uh, leasing out more permanent space to just having this, this huge ecosystem that started with education to events to having a place for people to really just come and be creative in the technology world um, and not feeling like they had to leave their hometown. Um, So now we have Bitwise uh, Industries up and running with a fully multi-building campus in Fresno and have recently expanded into other cities like Bakersfield and Merced. In regards to what I do, I am the community events coordinator. So I put together all of our community events. I'm the first point of contact for most people when they learn about Bitwise, um, coming into either one of our many, many things that we have going on all the time. I'd love for you to just walk us through what does your co-working space events meetup program look like? Like what, what is the cadence of it? How frequently, how many people are attending? You know, what, what exactly are y'all doing on a daily, weekly basis? Things have changed a little bit um, since the pandemic back in March. But prior to that, we had actually um, been building a pretty good cadence of what we had available for people to come and learn about Bitwise or what we were doing. So uh, we have our co-working space. It's called the Hashtag. That is a uh, membership-based place where you could come and work uh, with other like-minded individuals 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, We use this space along with other spaces in our buildings to really um, hold events that are going to um, pique the interest of those people who are coming to this first introduction of what a technology ecosystem is. Um, We were hosting meetups for um, different organizations. We hosted on a monthly basis 
something that we call Geek Night. Geek Night is a space where we basically host a community organization and highlight them in every possible way that we can. One of the highlights that we had back in February was um, our first Geek Night and last Geek Night of 2020. But it was, <laughs> it was a big event where we um, basically brought in local organizations using technology to help create a more sustainable future, um, allowing people to be more be more eco-friendly, things like that. And a lot of these people were actually involved already in our ecosystem. So all we did was bring these organizations together. We ended up getting um, about 200 people on a Friday night at five o'clock in our in our little lobby of our building um, with a Tesla Model X parked right in the middle of it. Um, and this was this is an example of like all the types of events that that we do. We try to do out of the box kind of things, but it was very, very frequent um, before having to shelter in place. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I wonder with that, you know, the changes that have been happening specifically for you, I, I can imagine it's probably been as difficult for you and your your group as it has been for literally any type of business or company. How have you, as you shifted things online and as you've made changes, how have you been able to build community with your users who've been going to these, you know, the co-working space and to the events? How have you continued to try to build community through this time period? What's working? What what hasn't worked? Love to hear about it. Yeah, you know what? This was one of the hardest hardest things we had to tackle a few months ago in figuring out what it is that we did to um, to make sure that we kept this community building going. These networks that were being built. These these connections that were just ongoing, how did we make sure that we keep them going um, without having to just overwork ourselves and tire out the people that were coming to virtual events? Because that's what we tried to do at the very beginning. We were like, we're just going to convert everything into a virtual event. We're going to throw it on Zoom and it's going to be the same thing we did before. Um, and we realized that after a few weeks, after a month, people were like, all right, that's enough. We've, <laughs> we've had enough of the same thing. So we had to really get creative and find ways to make sure that, that we were still allowing our community to come in, create these memories that they were, they were getting. And so one of them is figuring out ways that we took events that were memorable, that were important to people, um, and put a technology twist on them. And one of, one of them is uh, No Place Like Home, this big virtual fest that we hosted. No Place Like Home came out of this idea of us basically making one big attempt at combining everything that we had been doing with our meetups, with our uh, event nights, with everything that we did in our technology ecosystem and combining it with something that people were severely missing this year, which was a music festival. It was something that we had never tackled before directly, but we said, hey, if we have the technology to do it, let's try to do it and bring in 
whatever it is that we know how to do to make this happen. And out of no place like home, we were actually able to create a fully virtual music festival with three different virtual stages, with a shopping marketplace with more than 50 uh, vendors selling their selling their product. We were able to bring in uh, a directory of food and restaurants and bars and breweries that people were able to order delivery and uh, pick up from and just take advantage of all these different little areas that we had expertise in and said, hey, let's just put it all together and have everyone have a really good time in this 13 hour long event. And people loved it. Wow. So how do you keep people engaged? I mean, what what do you do to to I mean, the ups and downs of that, I think we have, it's a little bit easier because people are sort of sitting at home and they're stuck in one place. But how do you keep someone's attention for that long? You know, it's really a matter of of getting really creative. One of the things that we thought of was what what do people really do when they go to an event that is that long? Um, and that's they do. They go to a lot of things. If you think about uh, going out in the real world to a music festival, you are bombarded by vendors. You're bombarded by art. You have music. You have uh, speakers. All kinds of things. So, really, we had to find a way to bring that to your computer screen. Um, and with the website that we created to do this, it was really jam packed. There was three of us working on this event the entire day. Um, producing it behind the scenes. And between the three of us, we were able to literally, I mean, we worked all day and didn't really get to take breaks, but uh, everyone really was able to have something going at all, at all times during the day. And in order to continue that, we've tried to make a really specific plan of making sure that we have events that continue on um, without bombarding our users. One of the things that we have realized, like you said, is people have time, they're sitting at home, but yet they're still they're still getting video conference fatigue. They're still getting sitting in front of their TV fatigue. So um, it's it's been really interesting to now address those things and try to figure out how do we make sure that these things are even more interactive um, and creating more of these experiences, more of these connections for, for the users who are coming to them. Yeah, I, I love your call out of that, of just the, with so much negative going on, one of the positive things as a marketer or community builder is this is forcing us to maybe be as creative as we've ever been because if, if we're not, like we've got nothing to go on. Um, and I, I've seen this in many aspects of life and probably other people have too. I mean, I'm, I've got some little kids and like I'm constantly trying to figure out new ways to entertain them and to have fun in our yard. And we've lived in this house for 10 years and we're finding new things. Like I don't even know. We're just like inventing games and inventing things to do and, you know, building climbing walls and doing all sorts of random weird stuff and, you know, making games out of trash and like, you know, just finding things to do. And I think as as a community builder, you know, that's how you're going to keep it new and fresh and keep people engaged. There's so many things they can watch. There's so many Zoom feeds going on. Like, yeah, can you, you know, bring your most creative ideas and pe- people will see it, right? Like when they see that, see something new and fresh, they'll, they'll take notice of it. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, 
it's very, very interesting to, to sit with my team and really talk about what are we going to do next and how are we going to take, you know, like you said, you've lived in that house for 10 years and having to find ways to do things differently. Like we've lived in the event world for as long as our careers have put us there. And it's like, how do we take everything that we know about events and really just change it up completely and make it something that that is going to be relevant to the times that we're living in today. And it's it's really turned the event world, the community building world through events like upside down because you have to you have to really think outside the box. What is it at its core to you? Like what does community mean? How would you describe community? To me, community is a group of people that come together to support one another to really push or bring change or do something that they are all passionate about. Community is a place where you have a group, a network of other individuals um, that you feel connected to. And um, one of the things that I realized about community is every single person has it. You just need to dig for it. You need to find it. Once you find your community, I mean, you can really, really do anything you set your mind to with them. What do you think the future of co-working space communities is? I mean, you all are probably talking about this every hour of every day. It's one of those ones that's like, it's hard to understand it. What What do you see as how do co-working spaces exist in the future and how can they still, you know, how can they best help people to grow and thrive? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because that's one of, one of the things that has picked up most recently with is is a huge trend in co-working spaces and then all of a sudden it was it was just halted uh, because people couldn't come together anymore right so having to find ways to pull out what people were getting from community working spaces co-working spaces aside from the wi-fi connection or the conference rooms like what else were they getting from that? Um, and how do we as individuals who are responsible for making sure that, that users are getting something out of this, how do we change what we're doing to make sure that that happens? And whether that's, you know, finding more ways to, to online virtually create similar comparable experiences um, maybe that's that's the direction we're heading in. How do we make sure that people start coming together aside from a Zoom networking meeting to really, really start building these networks is key. As we wrap up, I'd love to hear about a community outside of work that you love and tell us why you love it. Yeah, it's, you know, what one of the things that uh, I got really involved in in Fresno is our downtown community. Fresno had been going through a big downtown revitalization. It still is. Uh, it's going. It was going through an economic upheaval. New businesses were trying to come into it. And that's what really aligned me with community. That's what aligned me with realizing that you need the support of others, realizing that you need to back each other up, realizing that all of your voices collectively are going to help drive whatever it is that needs to happen. So... I feel like because of the importance of 
the downtown Fresno community in helping shape me who, into who I am today and everything that that I do and what I what I decide to do for work and what I do for everything else. Um, I would say that's one of the communities that I'm I'm very passionate about in helping uh, just bring a bright light into into Fresno and change the perspective of a lot of people saying that, you know, in an underdog city, in a small town, in a in a conservative town, you can't have the things that they have in other big cities, but it's it's proven to not be true. So I will keep working on that. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to this. If you'd like to see more about how to create your own event community, go to bevylabs.com slash pod. That's B-E-V-Y-L-A-B-S dot com slash pod.